This is the Peaks Audio Experience. So, so. Facebook question. Because mm. we have a lot of people who ask, and I think this, probably, this question has probably come up at least probably once a week on a regular basis. And it's because um, a lot of people transitioning into keto, into, into a keto lifestyle, um, hear that it will impact their electrolytes mm-hmm. and they need to be aware of their electrolytes. So one of the, one of the most common questions was, um, do I need to increase my electrolytes when I go onto the keto diet? And a lot, sorry, to add to that, a lot of people are, are, ask the question, what are electrolytes? Because they, they may, do. may not have heard so let's go back to the beginning. Right? Let's go back yeah. to the beginning and you, t- you can tell us, I presume you know about electrolytes? I'm sure I'll think of something to say. <laughs> I'll, I'll so, it so let's let's first of all go with what are electrolytes? Why are they important? What do they do to the body? Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's walk through. I think what's quite interesting is why does the keto diet in particular impact our electrolyte balance, and what do we need to do about that? Yep. So um, I guess the first thing is that most people, if they've even heard of electrolytes, mm. um, you know, probably all they've actually heard about is perhaps athletes using electrolytes yes like, you know yeah. so you know yeah. typically a marathon runner has electrolytes isn't it? has yeah. electrolytes so you know if anybody's done any running they may have taken one of those electrolyte sachets yes um and you know they've they've made it up in water put it in the sports drink and then taken it or maybe you know the, the little ready to drink or ready to eat type yeah um they may really not have known what the electrolytes were or they may have taken salt tablets is another thing that people have done yeah. and they'll have heard the term in conjunction often with endurance you know athletes um, they need to keep. They need to replace their electrolytes. Yes, yes. So the typical thing you hear at people going to the gym, running, marathons, ultra ultra events is replenish your electrolytes. If you sweat, you're losing electrolytes, and you need to replenish them. Most people don't really know what they are. Okay. So let, let's first of all start off with what are electrolytes, and they're minerals. Okay. Good. All right. So they're minerals. So if you th- <clears throat> let me give you an example. If you've ever been to one of those caves yes. where there are stalactites and stalagmites, you know, stalactites the, are the ones that hang on. Yeah, the ones that come down. The ones that drop down. And the stalactites are the ones that come up. The ones up. that come up. So I learned that in school. Yeah, you're, you're smart. Don't longevity. care what they say, Mike. Don't care what they say. I don't know what they say. I can remember <laughs> some stuff. So anybody wants to Google <laughs> and prove Mike wrong, put it in the comments, please. Yes, yes. <laughs> Always like evidence is wrong. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so, and that, those are minerals, okay. right? So when we go into caves and we see, you know, bits of, um, you know, bit, bits of stone that are a different colour, they might be purple or they might be pink and they, they shine or they reflect the light, those are minerals. We think about um, diamond. We think about, you know, often people will wear mineral stones as oh, pendants and necklaces yeah. and bracelets yes. and earrings. Those are minerals. So they're typically... Um, chemical structures and those chemical structures have formed over millions of years and they they are in the ground they're either part of a rock formation um, or they're somewhere in the soil and what happens is we get them into our bodies because basically we either we either take in rock you might say take in rock what do you mean salt salt is it comes from rock Course, yes. So we take in minerals through their natural form, like salt, or we take in minerals through the plants that we eat that have been grown in mineral-rich soils. Ah, okay. So, bit of a digression. <clears throat> a lot of the reason that people take mineral 
supplements or vitamin supplements, so minerals and vitamins are different, but we tend to get the two in one supplement, is because our soils have been depleted. Right? So over the years, our soils have been so extensively farmed that the plants have sucked out all of the goodness, all of those beautiful minerals have been sucked out by the plants, and there's nothing left. So right. the soil's been raped and pillaged. Yes. And we're just continuing all the time to farm our crops. We don't ever give the soil a chance to recover and replenish itself. And so the plants that we eat today, compared to what we used to eat way back, have far less minerals and nutrients in them than our ancestors got. Hence so they're the not a lot of value yeah. to us. Yeah. Hence the supplement industry. Yep. Because we're sold by the big pharmaceutical companies, these amazing pills... That'll give you everything you need because you can't get it from the plants that you eat. Yes. Yes, yeah, so a bit, bit of a digression. So um, I think it's important to understand what electrolytes do. So that they're, they're minerals, they come from the natural environment. And in the body, they're basically responsible for lots of the processes in the body. So they help the cells, um, they help lots of the systems in the body. They do things like keep us hydrated. Right. So we know that just drinking water doesn't actually hydrate you. Okay. If you just drink water and you just drink pure water, so any any water that's been through a reverse osmosis machine has had everything stripped out. It's the sort of water that you put in your, your iron. Okay. Remember your grandma used Deionized to put iron, deionized water in, yep. in your iron? It's had everything stripped out of it. Yes. When you drink it, if you were to drink that, it's got no minerals in it, you would eventually have some pretty nasty problems because you've been you're just basically stripping away because what it'll do is it'll pull all the minerals out of your body uh, okay. so normal water again it's been in contact with rocks and soil and all those things and it's picked up minerals so normal water's got minerals in it um so all of our our body can't cope with just pure water it's got to have minerals to be hydrated <laughs> so it's the electrolytes are responsible for hydration they're also responsible for acid alkaline balance. So when we hear things like the pH of the body, we're talking about whether our body runs slightly acidic or slightly alkaline. And some foods make us more acidic, some foods make us more alkaline. Yes. Some things that we do, like breathing deeply, when we do that structured breathing on a morning, it makes our body more alkaline. When we wake up on a morning, we're typically more acid because processes, waste processes have gone on all day. Yep. So all of these electrolytes mm. are responsible for just checking out what's going on in the body and making sure that things come back to balance. So they, they're essential then? They're absolutely essential. So you can't can... survive without minerals. They're okay. definitely essential. So the electrolyte balance is it's not just a nice to have. It's an essential part of making sure our body functions properly. It's absolutely an essential part of making sure our body functions properly. So when we don't have the right electrolyte balance, and you use that term balance, yes. when you don't have the right balance of electrolytes, things will start to go a bit out of kilter. Okay. Um, so thinking about the, the electrolytes that we've got, there are six of them. Six. Or six main. There are lots of others, but there are six main electrolytes. Good. The first one that most people will have heard of is sodium. And sodium we typically associate with salt. Because salt is sodium chloride. Right. Okay, so sodium's the first one. The second one is potassium. Third one, I'm sort of going in order of importance. Third one is magnesium. Then you've got calcium. And that's why people have been told to drink milk, but we'll come back to that. 
So sodium, potassium, magnesium, calcium. And then two that are not quite so common are chloride and phosphorus. Right. So those are our kind of the top six, if you like. And those are the ones that we absolutely need in order for the body to work perfectly. Right. Okay. So we now know what they are and why we need them. So I guess the last part of the jigsaw is because of the ketogenic lifestyle, we know there's a need to ensure our electrolyte balance is at the right level. Mm. What's the difference? So why with the old style of eating versus ketogenic style of eating, what's the impact on our electrolyte balance? How does that, how does that happen? Yeah, good. So um, let me walk this one through. It's a little bit complicated, so... I'll try and keep up. Stick with me. Bear with me on this one. If I put my hand up, that's a question. All right. <laughs> oh, yes. That's, that's all right. Tell me time out. Get confused easily. Go again. <laughs> so I'll talk through the process of why, why it is on the ketogenic diet or lifestyle that you basically lose electrolytes. Okay. And what we need to do about it. What we need to do in terms of replacing them and how we can replace them. All right. So what happens is um, that when we're on the ketogenic lifestyle, we are basically not having as many carbohydrates. And normally when we eat carbohydrates, what happens is our body takes in the carbohydrate and it stores glucose in the muscles and it stores it with water. Right. Right. So in the body, so carbohydrates in yep. gives us glucose in the mus muscles and gives us water in the muscles as well. Makes sense. Yep. Right. So... Anybody who eats a lot of carbohydrates will be carrying some water. When we go to a low-carb diet, so when we go to a ketogenic lifestyle, and we lose those carbs, we get rid of those carbs, what will happen to most people is they'll lose that water. Hence that early water weight loss. Yeah, so some people might lose two kilograms or about four pounds of, of water. Yep. Um, and they, you know, they see that initially and often declare success, but that's, that's another story. <laughs> For another day. So we've got the, the loss of the water, first of all. And what happens is, so that's the first thing. The second thing that the lower carbohydrates does is it causes um, less insulin to be um, used in the body, or right. to be generated in the body. So when our body is producing less insulin, there's a signal goes to the kidneys to excrete sodium. Oh, okay. Right? So, yes. so basically there's a little signal that goes to the kidneys and says, hey, you actually don't need it all. You don't need the, we don't have the water. We're not eating the carbohydrates. We don't have the water anymore. Um, we're not producing as much insulin. You don't need that sodium. So, and so sodium is one of the things that helps regulate water balance. Right. So the kidneys say, all right, off it goes. So they get rid of the water, they get rid of the sodium. So all of a sudden you lose sodium and that's the mechanism. Now what happens over a long period of time as you become fat adapted and you've been on the keto lifestyle for longer, you lose less and less. Okay. But initially, because people are going, they're going through this really drastic change, mm. and they're going from carbohydrates to no carbohydrates, their body is sort of going, whoa, what's happening? And it's just literally dumping water and sodium out. Okay. Now, what happens then is water and sodium come out, but potassium comes out with, with sodium as well. So potassium and sodium are really closely linked, and it's very difficult to, to balance the two. So the, the potassium gets washed out of the system. So we've lost the sodium, we're losing the potassium, 
And then other, you know, other electrolytes, other minerals are in balance with us too. So we start to lose other minerals as well. Especially okay. if we're exercising and we're sweating yes. um, or we're in a hot climate yeah. or a tropical place. Yeah, just about it. So we're basically flushing those electrolytes out. So the first thing, I want to debunk a myth. I want to debunk a myth at this point. And I know I'm on my orange box, I'm on you know, my soap box, I'm having a bit of a rant <laughs> today. But people think that that loss of electrolytes means the ketogenic lifestyle is bad. I have heard that, yes. It doesn't. It simply means that the body is adjusting and adapting, mm. right? And the reason that people think it's bad is because we have to replenish that sodium, right? So because we're losing sodium, especially in those early stages, especially in that transition, we really have to replace the sodium. And remember a few minutes ago, I said that water on its own without minerals is bad. Yes. So we've got to keep up a constant supply of minerals, especially sodium. So the solution is taking salt, taking sodium, and that's going to give you sodium and chloride as well, because okay. it's sodium chloride. Yep. So you get two for the price of one. Oof, bargain. Brilliant. So we're going to take in sodium. That's going to help our bodies replace it. And again, orange box rant, um, we've been told for years and years and years salt is bad. Salt has been demonized like fat. But that's because we're eating that junk food diet, which is massively high in refined salt. With nothing in it. Take that away <laughs> with no goodness in it. Absolutely. Take that away and go for a whole foods diet and now we need some salt. Yes. Now people in the past would have got salt because they would have had ash from their fires. They would have had um, salt naturally in their foods. Their water would have would have been, you know, have salt in it there. Um, their soils would have had salt in it or sodium in them. So now we need to replace. So we're going to add some salt in. That's going to help with our sodium balance. It's going to help with the potassium balance. And it's going to really help the body start to stabilise and get rid of all those keto flu symptoms. So we just need the salt. So the salt will take... So if we take in good salt, I'm sure you tell us about good salt in a minute, take in good salt, that's enough to make sure our electrolytes, all the other minerals are balanced in, on the ketogen diet, or we have to bring in other minerals or other electrolytes? And this is a really individual thing. Right. So I would say for, I would say 80% of people's problems with electrolytes yep. is sodium. Yes. So hence the salt. And as I said, sodium and potassium go hand in hand. Right. So sodium will help you balance potassium, even though it seems a little bit bizarre. If you go too heavy, if you, if you have too much, you start adding 20, 30 grams a day, then all bets are off, <laughs> right? Everything's going to go out of whack. <laughs> but, you know, if, you, yeah. if you're using a, a sensible amount, half a teaspoon, a teaspoon mm. a day, then you'll balance your sodium and probably your potassium um, and then you'll find some of the symptoms of the keto keto flu or other symptoms you might be experiencing, like the fatigue, maybe right. the dizziness, maybe the heart arrhythmia or the, the palpitations, um, the diarrhea. A lot of those things are, are indicators of an electrolyte imbalance. When you add sodium in, you may find a lot of those go away. Yes. So for, I would say 90, 95% of people, simply adding some good salt, and I will talk about that, some good salt, will balance all the electrolytes because they'll all just come back to the right level. Okay. And remembering that potassium, magnesium, um, a lot of these minerals, calcium, come from your diet. So three foods that you can eat 
to get both potassium and magnesium. So we're adding salt for sodium. Yes. Potassium and magnesium you can get from avocados. <laughs> oh, great keto food. Um, almonds. Yes. Another great keto food. And spinach. Okay. Lots of others. Things like salmon and, yep. and broccoli and that type of thing. Three great keto foods. But there's three great keto food to give you um, potassium and to give you the magnesium. Calcium. People think that dairy produce gives you calcium. It's a myth. Can I debunk it? Well, I think you should because there's still a lot of people out there who still believe, even though it's been debunked, still believe that going having a glass and a half of dairy milk, chocolate, or a glass and a half of full cream milk will satisfy their calcium needs. And that's what we were taught. That's, you know, you and I mm. had milk at school because it was believed to be full of calcium. Absolutely. And people take calcium supplements. Mm. Why is it a myth? The reason it's a myth is because the milk is more likely to strip calcium out of your bones than it is to add calcium to your bones. You actually will get more calcium from green leafy vegetables, things like kale, spinach, broccoli, um, and you'll also get vitamin K. So much better to have a nice big serving of green leafy vegetables, cover them in grass-fed butter or olive oil, because we need the fats to actually absorb some of these minerals, that's the best way to get your calcium. So why does milk strip? Why does... It's very acidic. Okay. Um, and it's probably too technical for me to get into right now. Right. But just know, yep. dairy produce is not the best source of calcium. You will get some calcium. But you won't get anywhere near as much as you But you're not going to get as much as your green leafy veggies. Okay, and you're going to get better, better quality calcium. Absolutely. And look at our milk. Our milk is pasteurised and homogenised. <laughs> it's butchered. So it's butchered. It's <laughs> yes. not natural. What's left? It's got nothing left in it. It's got nothing left in it. It's water that's got a bit of colour. Okay, salt. Your recommendations so on the best recommendation salt. recommendation on the best salt. So, sorry, just to finish that one off. So we've got sodium. We've got the potassium, the magnesium, the calcium from the diet. Yes. Phosphorus is going to come from the diet if we eat well. And the chloride is going to come from the salt. So there's our six minerals. Excellent. So, so for back, most back people, again. we're back to balance. And the only one thing I will say is if you're suffering a lot of muscle cramps and the salt doesn't solve it, you might just need to add a bit more magnesium. Yeah. And that's where you may need a supplement just to bring your levels back up because many of us are deficient in magnesium. Okay. Um, so yeah, so salt. My recommendation is Himalayan pink salt, and I'm pretty sure we've done an episode on this, Mike. I think we have. Because I love my salt, and yes. I salt everything. Um, remember, a couple of tips on the salt. Pick the really good quality Himalayan salt. It's yep. natural. It is simply mined. It's not processed. The pink means it's good. If it has no colour and it's white, then it's bad. So when you're thinking salt, coloured is good. So you either want the pink salt or you want the grey sea salt. But if you're concerned about the pollution in the oceans, then go for the, the pink sea, uh, the pink Himalayan salt. Um, use it in moderation. So as I said, maybe half a teaspoon, a teaspoon a day is about right in total. Yes. Good way to take your salt is get up on the morning, make a nice glass of warm water and add a bit of salt to that. Mix it up and drink it because you've become dehydrated overnight. You've lost all your electrolytes, you've peed them out. So you're going to drink your Himalayan salt on a morning. It's going to replenish your body. It's going to get all those cells firing. You're going to feel energetic and it's going Great to feel stuff. really, really good. Awesome start to your day. So have your salt in the morning. Allow your, um, your palate to tell you if you need more or less. So what I mean by that is you make up your drink. Yep. Let's say you use a quarter of a teaspoon and you drink it. 
And let's say it tastes really, really salty. That's a good indicator it's too much for you. Oh, okay. So that if it is tastes your, salty. Yeah, if it tastes yeah. salty, it is salty and you've put too much in. That is your body's natural way of saying stop, 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 stop. Too much salt. Right. I've already got enough salt, thank you very much. Okay. Back off on the salt. If it doesn't taste. On the other hand, if you can't <laughs> taste the salt, you haven't put enough in. Right. So add some more. That is an absolute 100% tried and tested natural body reaction. So when it just tastes, you know, a little bit salty, but you don't sort of go, Egh, then it's just right. Perfect. So there you go. There you have it, electrolytes in a, in a nutshell. <laughs> In an almond nutshell. Indeed. Very complex topic, actually. It is, but an important one. Really important. Very difficult to balance. But let me just give those takeaways again. When you transition to keto, you'll hear that term, you need your electrolytes. And you do, for good reason. You're losing them because you've transitioned for car from carbohydrates to fat. Yes. You can add supplements, but we don't recommend it. The best way to replenish your electrolytes and get the right balance is to add some Himalayan pink sea salt to your warm water on a morning and rehydrate your body. That will bring all of your electrolytes back into balance, get rid of keto flu, get rid of the fatigue, the palpitations, the diarrhea. If you've still got any other symptoms after you've added salt, you may need some other electrolytes and then it's probably time to work with a specialist. Cool. So a great question from one of my listeners and a great answer. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for that. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on the Peaks Audio Experience. Make sure you've subscribed and please share the podcast. And more importantly, don't forget to tell all your friends it's awesome, it's amazing and inspiring. And send us your hot topics to cover on a future episode. For now, have a great Peaks Day. (laughs) 